0: The Justin Robert Young program brought to you as always by everybody who supports us at payjurydaily.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Justin Robert Young podcast. My name is Justin Robert Young. Thursday, big day, end of the week for us. Finally, a full week of studio shows again. We got another one of them coming up next week, and then we uh, I'm going to be off. The show won't be, though. We got some, uh, some guest hosts coming in the week after next, so very excited about that. Not a lot to do planning this this trip i'm going out to i'm going out to italy and uh i i kind of feel like uh i don't know i want to buy what do you call i literally was trying to search for it but i didn't know how to search for it in 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 an in an appropriate term i i feel like i want to wear a a wife beater, but like you can't call him a wife beater anymore, right? Like that's inappropriate. You can't just say bring. Can't go on Amazon and search wife beater, right? But that's, you know, that I mean, they, uh, is that appropriate? Is it a tank top? <laughs> wow, that was easy. <laughs> I guess. I, I I for whatever reason I just wanna just kind of be a stereotype in Italy. I just I kinda of wanna just be a dude who's wearing like chinos and a tank top undershirt, and I wanna pick up smoking unfiltered cigarettes. Maybe I'll drink a lot of coffee, I'll drink red wine at eleven o'clock in the in the morning, and I'll just yell at children playing stick I, I, I feel like this is what I want to do. I want to spend a lot of my time. I'm trying to clear out my schedule where I could just do exactly what I want. And I feel like that's my spirit animal. I just uh, uh, really my entire life. I've lived for the opportunity that I could be the guy who uh, yells. Hey! When uh, a, a baseball comes breaking into my 1920s stoop window. That's kind of what kind of what I want to do. I don't know if, if that's appropriate there. Like, I, I, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it's kind of what I want. So I'll go look for tank top undershirts after I'm done with the podcast. Here's something that I did. I went to a bar last night. I heard a story. I thought it was a pretty funny story. So uh, guys at a crowded bar, right? And... He swears to God that this girl across the bar is making eyes at him. He's like, "Oh my God, you know this is, this is happening. Like she keeps looking at me like and she's like smiling. And, like she's, she, she feels like it's like, kind of like an energy, It's kind of like, like, like a real intense energy." So his friend is like, like, huh? I don't know, really? Really, you think?" Like, yeah, no, like, it's happened, like, upwards of, like, ten times. So the friend is like, well, I mean, you know, buy her a drink. Isn't that what you do at a bar? Which is, like, weird. I don't know if I've ever... I think... I've certainly bought plenty of drinks in my time, but I don't know if I've ever bought, like, just an unsolicited, like, hey, lady, a drink. A drink for the lady? Oh, it's just me, a guy at the end of the bar. Hi. Would you... Would you like a free drink, whether you asked for it or not? Who would say no? <laughs> but anyway, I you know, so, so the friend suggests to the guy, hey, buy her a drink, and so he does. Soon as the lady gets the drink, she immediately looks down at her phone. She looks down at her phone and, and, and she's like now like deliberately trying to not make eye contact. And so he feels kind of confused. He's like, oh, my God. It went from, like, all this eye contact to no eye contact. So he gets up. He's kind of of annoyed. He gets up to go to the bathroom. And that's when he sees it. Right behind his head, there's a television showing an important sporting event. (laughs) She literally... Been watching the game, and it looked to him like she was making intense eye contact. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Here's the news. Denver, Colorado. It's a it's a it's a crazy place and it's only getting crazier, you know. They they really led the way with the legalization of weed. All of a sudden, people were 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 smoking hella weed out there. They were getting they were getting super high and 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 talking to each other and then you're like oh man i'm from alabama man and and somebody else is like yeah i'm from massachusetts man and now we all talk like this because we're getting high in denver man who wants to go on a mountain bike ride man we're all gonna get high and go on mountain bike trips and talk about Carmelo Anthony's rookie year and the NBA man. That's a that wasn't me doing a um impression that was actual uh, footage. But you know, since then everybody kind of jocked their stees. Denver and, and Colorado. In general, because now everybody's legalizing weed. They legalize weed out here in California. They're doing all sorts of crazy stuff, right? Somebody read this today. Apparently out in, in Dallas, these fucking killjoys, they're catching people coming off the plane with CBD oil. That shit's like weed, but it doesn't work. There is no reason to to, to, they apparently they popped some grandma with a felony drug charge because she brought CBD oil back to Dallas. Fart on that. Anyway, not like Denver. Denver's going the other way. They've uh, now voted to decriminalize magic mushrooms. Magic mushrooms. Like they're going to get high on mushrooms out in in Denver. I don't even know a, a voice, a comical voice that I could put along with that. We read now from the Los Angeles Times. In a last minute surprise, it appears the city has lived up to its libertarian leanings and passed an ordinance decriminalizing hallucinogenic magic mushrooms. The first measure of its kind in the nation. For much of the last two days, Initiative 301 appeared headed for defeat, but late Wednesday, the city of Denver uh, released what is called the final unofficial results showing the measure passed by the razor-thin margin of 50.56 to 49.44. The results will be certified May 16th. Quote Kevin Matthews, who heads up the decriminalized Denver organization, the last 24 hours have been a hell of a ride, Most of the votes are in, though there are still some absentee ballots. This is the unofficial official victory. And he said it sends a clear message to the rest of the country. Man, leave it to magic mushroom, a magic mushroom legalization effort to uh, have it think that it's not working, only for it to become very, very real, very fast. (laughs) Also, who's getting popped for magic mushrooms? I guess if you're trying to deal them, right? If you're selling them, then it would just be another thing that that you would get, you know, uh, arrested for selling. But in general, it doesn't smell. Also, I don't know. I've tried to do mushrooms a couple times in my life, and it never really worked all that well. But then again, like, I don't know. I was in college. Yeah, You know, it's like next thing you know, you're hanging out and somebody's like, dude, I got mushrooms. And you're like, OK, but you're also drinking and smoking weed. And next thing you know, you take the mushrooms and it's like, well, yeah, I'm really high and I'm kind of drunk. So I don't know. I don't know what part of all this. The other stuff is. I don't know. Maybe I'll go to Denver. Figure it out. Get on a mountain bike. All right. Let's go ahead and get into your emails. Email. You can go ahead and email us at JuryDaily at gmail.com. Again, JuryDaily at gmail.com. Ron from Oregon writes, This story is from last fall but connects well to your story about the Bay Area pothole vigilantes. Love the show, yo. There is a man who filled 600 potholes across Mumbai in three years to deal with the death of his son, this, from the Hindustan Times, Dadaro Bilhor, soothes uh, uh, the road's surfaces, rests his shovel and looks at the sky and prays to his son, one of a thousands of Indians killed every year in accidents caused by potholes. Prakash Bilhor, a promising student, was just 16 when he died in July 2015 in Mumbai, India's hectic financial and Bollywood capital with 20 million people. To help deal with the grief, Prakash's devastated father, Dodaro, decided he would do something about Mumbai's roads, which, like most of India, are notoriously shoddy. Using sand and gravel collected from building sites, Bilhor has filled almost 600 potholes across India's financial capital within the last three years. The 48-year-old vegetable vendor, does it to pay tribute to his beloved son in the hopes that it will save lives. Quote, Prakash's sudden death left a huge void in our lives. I do this work to remember and honor him. I don't want anyone else to lose a loved one like we have. Hey, big shout out to that man. Ken writes, I looked at previous Mark Twain prize winners because I had believed the Mark Twain prize was more of a social humorist prize in the vein of Mark Twain himself, other than just a general comedian type prize. I figured it was meant to be specifically given to comedians who shine a mirror and poke fun at society. I couldn't think of anyone more fitting of such an award than Chappelle. I actually learned a lot from Chappelle's special, uh, some real world wisdom type stuff. However, looking at the list... I think it's just comedians. I love Steve Martin, but I don't think his influence on comedy could be over I don't think his influence on comedy could be overstated. I think he was the first superstar comedian, somebody who could fill an arena, but is he a satirist? I've always thought his comedy was more about the courage to do the goofiest shit with unflinching conviction. Anyone else delivering his material would bomb. That said, Cruel Shoes was a funny ass book. So maybe I need to refine that theory. Anyhow. The prize seems to alternate between a white guy and a woman slash person of color. I figure Seinfeld will get it next time. He ought to turn around and hand it to Larry David, but whatevs. Miles writes, I have loved being interested in what entertainers and specifically comedians think of the outstanding people in their field. One of the things that I've heard comedians speak in amazement about Chappelle is that he will do stand-up comedy busking. No comedy club. No crowd that showed up to see him, just Dave waving people over to a sidewalk and starting his routine. Comedians talk about the ballsiness uh, of this, like it's animal control workers talking about the way Steve Ir- Irwin handled rattlesnakes, eschewing all the standard protective actions and simply trusting that if he does his job right, he won't get bitten. As someone who's done a couple one-man live shows, what do you think of the idea of performing for a completely unprimed crowd? Uh, I actually think it's, it's, it's a lot like I mean, busking in general is about keeping people's attention. It forces you to understand that, you know, you can't waste people's time. That's, I think, the biggest thing is that there's no setup and there's no pre-qualified audience. So you are constantly justifying why people aren't walking away. It's high stakes. But I think it I'd never heard that about Chappelle, but it makes sense. He is a ballsy dude, and now he's really famous. So I feel like if Deja Bell just stopped on a sidewalk now and started doing his comedy special, it would be like something you'd be very, very happy about. You'd be thrilled about that happening. Okay, guys, are you ready? Oh yeah, we didn't do it last week, but this time it's back, ladies and gentlemen. I reintroduce you to a little segment we call Hi. Describe somebody as Latin today. They neither speak the language nor come from Rome. When you are fired, you are disappointed. Why do we call them Tentacles if there are eight of them? What if Game of Thrones is really about who gets indoor plumbing first? God damn it. That was the ending one, too. Here we go. Music is just math in drag. Those... And that will wrap us up for today. I want to thank our producers: The Gen, PD, Rave, Nonspecific, specific Rock and Roll, Martian, Joe Acosta. Well, James, the OG, Brito. Well, Chris, Bill, Dustin, Biocal, Robert H., Brian C.M., Trade the Melodica Man, Adam, Middle-Age, Mike, and Harry, Lee Smith. Folks, you can go ahead and email me: jurydaily at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat at Justin R. Young. Support this show by going to pay jurydaily. Dot com Join our Discord, bit.ly slash jury discord. And uh, a big thank you to the man that brought us our jury story for today. The one, the only, often replicated, never duplicated, Sunbon Okay? That wraps it up. Folks, until next week, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young. Letting you know to please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky and until I see you again on Monday. More importantly, please don't. don't! you have enjoyed this broker. (laughs)